So the, the description of the book is, you know what they say about guys with big shoes? Sometimes those guys are real clowns. Dive headfirst into the world of Richie the Barber, everyone's favorite tattooed clown, as we retell some of his wildest stories about love, life, and all-around craziness in Los Angeles. You've seen him wow audiences on America's Got Talent and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Now see what happens when the cameras stop rolling and it's time to party. For a guy who can juggle swords while riding a unicycle and give you the best haircut of your life, Richie sure does enjoy a good adventure. Sexy aliens and traveling gypsy clowns with wacky secrets are just the tip of the iceberg in my crazy whim. Uh, is this a nonfiction book? His whole I, life is fiction, dude. His his person, but like, he's like a, a a Pinocchio story of a of a unicycle <laughs> being brought to life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Grown Up Christian. I'm Casey. I'm Sam. I'm Jeremiah. And uh, this is the time of year. Okay, so we've. I feel like we've spent maybe like it, it feels like we've spent fifty thousand dollars on plants over the past two years between like house plants and landscaping. Do you guys like? Do you go all out on that kind of crap? Not to that level, not to landscaping, but like our garden definitely has a lot of money has been invested in this year, but it's more like fencing and planter boxes and raised beds. And I have to go buy like a lot of dirt later this week because we've scrounged together all the dirt we can get and it's just not enough. <laughs> Your yeah. garden looks awesome. Thank you. I don't have, um, I had to replace a couple trees this year because I forgot to water them enough last year. So we're hoping round two works, uh, but I have forgotten to water them several times after planting them so i uh i don't do a lot in the greenery department well my grass is just solid weeds like there's nothing notable about my grass but like all we have so many like flowers and trees and like we can't resist this is the time of year when everybody starts clearing out their greenhouse section before they all just get scorched in the like prairie blaze you know (laughs) (laughs) It's never a good idea. Like you shouldn't buy trees, especially this time of year. The ground's hard as a rock. Like that, you that you just can't water them enough. It seems like to keep them healthy. It's just like the worst time of year to buy them. But they're like we went this weekend, and they're seventy percent off. Well, I mean, how can you not? Like even if it's just a tree for a month or two, like you can still enjoy it. Yeah, you're yeah, losing I- money not buying them. <laughs> I feel. I feel like. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of like the plant version of one of those people that adopts old dogs. It's like, yeah, I suppose you can spend your final hours at my house. (laughs) Final hours. What do you do to these dogs? And and those dogs are also puppies. And now the metaphor works a little more accurately. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like one of those people that goes to an orphanage and I'm like, you can live out your remaining weeks with me. Yeah. Dude, I I wonder if there's like a a little subsection somewhere on the internet of people who have like all the DHS conspiracies, but about, uh, or not DHS, but uh, what's the like Department of Family and Child Services? DPS, DCF, uh, it's it's like, it depends on what state you're in. Uh, Department of Children and Families, Department of Child Protection. 
I wonder if there's just like a corner of the internet where people like have recycled all of the conspiracy theories about those being like pedophile demonist cults that like they're just like growing children for sacrifice and stuff, but about like golden retrievers. Oh. <laughs> Puppy mills. I mean, as discussed, that's the plot of Beethoven. It, which still blows my mind after you uh, reintroduced me to that plot. Uh, I immediately afterwards, because uh, my wife watched that movie a bunch when she was a kid. I was like, you watched Beethoven? Because she was like, we should have the kids. She's mentioned before we should have the kids watch Beethoven. So after our last conversation about it, I was like, do you watch that movie a lot as a kid, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, do you remember the plot? And she's like, you know, now that you, I would have thought I did. But like, now that you mentioned it, I guess I don't really remember what the plot was. And uh, after I reminded her, after our conversation, she was like, Jesus, I like completely forgot. It's like, it's funny how that doesn't stick when that's such an egregious plot. Yeah. You I've just never like... seen Beethoven. What's the plot? <laughs> Synopsis. Spoilers, so I guess. It's... Spoiler alert for a 25 year old movie. So it's really a movie about a family that adopts a dog. That's way too big and dirty and slobbery, but he's like smart and lovable and whatnot. But uh, the subplot of it is there's like an evil veterinarian that is like secretly abducting large dogs to use to test like a experimental bullets on their heads. Experimental <laughs> bullets on their heads? I thought this was gonna be like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. No, he's like holding up a like a 50 cal round and he's like, maybe something a little larger. <laughs> you know? he's well, that's, the best they could, that's the best they could think of for that movie was bullets. <laughs> The stakes are high. I mean, you could be adopting a dog for anything, and the stakes would be like just as high. People would understand. It could be like, you know, we have to study him for science or whatever, and kids would still be like, "No, Beethoven." Instead, he's like, "I want to shoot dogs in the head." Yeah. Instead, they're testing <laughs> out this cerebral bore from Turok Two on dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Deep cut. I thought you were going Let's... with No Country for Old Men, like the the cattle killer. Cattle gun, <laughs> classic one too. guy weapon. What's the best movie from when you were a kid about, like, involving, like, centered around yeah. animals? What was your oh, favorite? Animals. Jurassic Park. I mean, that. Like, no, kids movie. Like We kids watched movie. it when we were kids. Our parents let us watch it. Like, I my did little too. sister was. We four. all had bad parents. I mean, come on. <laughs> Land Before <laughs> Time. Does that count? Do dinosaurs. We're on dinosaurs, I guess, but I feel like Land Before Time was like the. I probably watched that more than anything if we're sticking with like animals that aren't extinct um okay let's say involving a a, a like a uh, a brick and mortar dog you know a real life dog i mean airbud i think i feel like that was the one that Air we watched Bud. the most airbud and babe incidentally there was a really cool enemy villain in airbud who was a uh, creepy ass clown oh perfect a little yeah, very foreboding for tonight. Yeah. Were you guys aware that the Airbud movies are not considered to be good movies? Yeah. As, as a kid, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely did not know that information. Uh, <laughs> I thought these were like well-regarded movies like Babe. You know, Babe is a classic movie. People yeah. think well of Babe. I thought it was the same for Airbud. <laughs> yeah. It turns out people don't look back uh, in hindsight on a dog playing basketball as a quality film. It's funny. Cause it's like that tip. It's like they use the same 
mechanism for the dog being allowed to play basketball as they would for like girls playing sports on boys teams <laughs> like, a segregationist rules. team from the 40s <laughs> they're like well the rules don't specific the actually the rules only say black people can't play basketball with us it says nothing about golden retrievers <laughs> that's a loophole and that's how progress is made <laughs> and it only worked because it was uh not a chocolate lab so okay Dude, I take homeward bound though babe, oh babe. fuck man yeah homeward bound that was a shit Babe is uh, only a 6.9 on IMDb. Maybe it isn't as well regarded as I thought. The director did not go on to do a whole lot of other stuff. But well, I feel like if it's a kid's like, movie and it's over a five, it's prob- it's okay. Like, Yeah. I think Homeward Bound may have been the first movie I saw in the theater. Like, I went to see it with a friend for their birthday. That was a theater movie, huh? Jesus. That was a great yeah. one, dude. I went and saw it in the theater, too. I might have seen it twice in the theater. It was good. I mean, I watched that one. That's probably what would have been the favorite. I watched that one so many times. Oh, that last scene with Shadow? That'd make your dad cry in the theater, and then he has to leave. <laughs> Act like he has to pee. Uh, I, I want to do a quick shift, because this is a question I thought you were going to ask, um, based on the conversation of um, uh, uh, your favorite animal movie or whatever, but because of the plot of Beethoven and the egregious violence behind it, I was thinking like you were going to go in the direction of uh, a movie that was like violence, like the, the violence shocked you. What was like the, like first it was movie? disturbing in a way that you wouldn't expect based on the theoretical plot. Yeah, of the and it, maybe it was just over the top, like kill bill. Maybe it was a, a saw. Maybe it was like what, just anything on the, on the violence scale that made you be like, Oh my God, I'm watching this. Okay. I mean, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark, when the guy's face melts, mm, I was not one. expecting that. Like, and it wasn't like it was that traumatic. It was, I mean, it's a little bit traumatic. The when first we were young time. with that one. It's cool, that. though. It's very cool. But yeah, it was something. I would say, uh, well, I remember Jesse and I like going to the video store and it was kind of like a, uh, let's see what his mom will let us rent sort of thing. And I remember we rented, we, we had no idea what they were, but we rented Underworld and yeah. resident evil and his mom did that for you yeah wow what a bad mom <laughs> we were like we were like 16 at the time oh okay okay <laughs> <laughs> we're like 16 year old kids being like do you think your mom will care <laughs> i love the underworld movies they were great i remember the resident evil was like that one i remember at one point being like dude i don't, I don't, know, I don't know if we should watch this man like there was like a zombie dragging an axe. That was like the first zombie scene in the movie. And I was just like, uh, you know, this, this might, uh, this might be a little much like nothing even happened yet. And I'm like, I don't know. Time out guys. G I G O. Have, have I mentioned the movie running scared before on this? I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't heard you mention it before. Okay. I don't know um, anything about it. Uh, Paul Walker movie. The only Paul Walker movie I've liked, uh, we don't have to get oh, into why we do words. not have. To, yeah, we do not have to get into why I didn't care for. Actually, I haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. We've already been down that road. Uh, but Running Scared was one of those. Um, it feels like it must have been a. It feels graphic novelly in the way that it's set up. You know, with the, all the bad guys being exceptionally vile and evil, and it goes like in segments. Like now we're dealing with these bad guys, and then we switch to these bad guys. It feels chopped up like that and that was one of the first movies i remember seeing where i was like 
legitimately uncomfortable watching it. Loved it. Still think it's a great movie. Uh, but it was like the concepts behind the violence. There was like they come up with these people who are like child murderers and they're trying to find these kids who went missing at some point in the movie. And that was the real uncomfortable part. But then there's like this cool scene at the end where it's under like a black light and they have like these like purple hockey pucks that they put down the ice it's in an ice rink and they just slap a bunch of hockey pucks into his face. And that was the scene where you're just like, Oh God, I, that's oh. needlessly created. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It, it was like, I don't know. It was like a whole mob thing. And he's like, yeah. intertwined with the mob and all. everyone should watch that movie. You know how the like, people kind of recreate, like make these, like, I don't think they're made to look like retro t-shirts. It might be like a total recall one. And you have like a big Arnold Schwarzenegger face. And then like, scenes of different characters from it and it has like that retro vibe yeah. i really want to find someone to make one for me unless it's already i guess i could etsy it but for uh this is the movie that i always think of when i see those shirts where i'm like i want a running scared shirt and it would just all the villains throughout the movie would be on it and shit like that that'd be sick huh. i i've added that to my watch list i i yeah, I'll check that out it, it it's typical like not great script and acting but it's got a twist in it and you just Maybe the twist lives on as better than I remember it because I was a teenager when I first realized when I first watched it and it's been several years since I've seen it. So I don't know if it would hold up the same, but I'm going to pretend it does. I almost don't want to rewatch it because I don't want any disappointment. Yeah, sometimes it's better to just live with the uh, the fun memory rather than the. Yeah, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that we thought I thought yeah. were amazing growing up. <laughs> I remember <laughs> my dad wanted to borrow an action. Like I always bought shitty action movies too. And my dad, that was like my dad's thing. So he's like, he asked if he would like grab one of my movies. I was probably 17 uh, living at home, obviously, because 17. And he, so he was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this one. And I remember that's like the first time I remember my dad. My dad didn't talk to us about stuff. Um, but I feel like that was the first time that he like tried and then just gave up before it got too awkward. Cause he was just like, yeah, it was, I watched, uh, yeah, I watched that movie last night. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, it's pretty good. And what'd you think? And he's like, oh, it was, you, you've watched that, huh? There's a lot of, a lot of stuff in that movie. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's a little like weird at some points. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was okay. And then he just kind of like left it alone. But I was like, that was, I still, that memory seared into my mind as well. Like the first time he was like, almost tried to talk to me about this like uncomfortable shit. And then it was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just, we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, less than fun fact about, uh, did you guys ever watch the movie Milo and Otis? Yes. Yes. Apparently, a lot. Horrific a animal abuse on the set of that movie. Really? Like many animals died. Really? Many, like lots of the Milos and Otises? Yes. Oh, no. I don't remember the exact numbers or anything, but you couldn't make it here. It was, uh, that was, it was from, I think they filmed it in Japan. They used okay. So when I search Milos and Otis, uh, Milo and Otis, the number one result is deaths. So that's probably <laughs> good. <laughs> A snuff film for kids is one of the IMG <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> oh my god okay it's so clever. the sunday mail reported at the time of release that um da, 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 animal liberation queensland founder jackie kent alleged the killing of more than 20 kittens during production 
um, and alleged oh. he was disturbed by reports from Europe, which alleged that other animals had been injured, as in one case where a producer had broken a cat's paw to make it appear unsteady on its feet. Other scenes that were the source of controversy, I remember this scene, were a scene of a cat falling off a cliff and trying to climb back up, and a scene of a pug no. fighting a bear. And the, no, are you kidding me? The behind-the-scenes footage is just the pug getting <laughs> throwing, shoot They're just throwing a cat off the cliff, and they have a different cat to climb up. Oh my the production God. crew is hired by unit. They, they were all like former uh, unit seven thirty one guards. It's like I think that movie that that movie was like the precursor to uh, or the the concept behind uh, the movie The Prestige. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now cloning, where they just keep cloning yeah. and killing the same guy over and over. That's again. a great movie. <laughs> it is. It's important to note these are just allegations, and an attempt to investigate them, like decades after the fact, just turned up a bunch of dead ends. Not that like you, you'd really be able to prove dead a lot ends. Of in, right? There's not. Like there's not like bones? a right. There's not <laughs> like a kitten living in a nursing home with a broken paw that's like ready to talk to you about it. Like this was filmed in the 80s. All those animals. Are there dead. was just an animal <laughs> graveyard on the set of where they filmed. And- God, oh that's dark, God. man. That that changes the vibe of that lighthearted, family friendly film. It does make you wonder, like movies that are made with modern standards for animal safety and stuff. Like they still film some crazy stuff, like Lord of the Rings, which I guess isn't that modern. It was filmed like twenty four years ago at this yeah, point. Or Sea Biscuit, right? But like in Lord of the Rings, when the horses are all like charging at each other, and there's horses like being yanked to the ground by like cables and stuff to simulate the battle stuff. Like I know they have ways of doing that without hurting them. But when you're watching, you're like, man, I don't know how you do this. Yeah, and there's like, always a disclaimer that no animals were hurt. I remember seeing uh, in was it Gladiator? I think was the first time I recall there being like a that animals weren't hurt kind of disclaimer for that because they, they ought to have those in front of Mission Impossible movies <laughs> for Tom Cruise, like. Yeah. That Tom Cruise wasn't hurt in the making of this movie. <laughs> oh, in the last one he was, but I guess, well, he is, he actually gets hurt in most of them, but yeah, he, he hit a pigeon during his skydiving scene. Oh, like I was thinking... Fabio on a roller coaster. Is that for real? <laughs> no, oh, I don't know. No, no. Fabio did was... catch one in the face on a roller coaster. Have you ever at, seen at that? Bush Gardens, <laughs> Williamsburg? That was like right near my hometown. That was a big deal locally. That news story when it came out. Like oh I've ridden that coaster so many times. It was great. So um, he goes on like a big roller coaster and catches like a bird in the face. <laughs> just kind of, he just like rolls up to the back to the uh the little staging area with a face just covered in blood and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. But yeah, in Mission Impossible six, I guess the last one, Tom Cruise is jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And you can, they used the shot in the movie where his foot breaks. Like he jumps and his foot Ugh. hits the edge and just folds. And you can see it. They cut away from it, but like they used that one. And he kept, he did the rest of the scene. Like he looks like he's limping away from it because he was. And they kept that, it and moved on to the next thing. So got that Tom Segura realism to it. That just shows you how committed he is as an actor to his, that method acting is. That's Daniel Day-Lewis level right there. We just need to legalize yeah. physician-assisted suicide and free him. Like, he's trying – he, like, he's screaming at us. Like, the Scientologists, they'll only let him out to film movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, well. We should shift. Do we want to um, – do you want to take well, it away? Okay. So, uh, I have – I've been re- – I've been looking forward to this. I know. <laughs> you texted me, and I – I just immediately burst into laughter when you texted me. Yeah, okay. Me. So I'll start so with uh, set, set it up. Set it up. Set it. All right. So there's this guy. Um, 
His name is he goes by Richie the Barber. He is has a full face tattoo of clown makeup. Um and he's, he's got like, like eyebrow inserts so his brows stick out. He's got, he's got a skullet, split tongue. Skullet, not skullet, like when they just like the poofy red hair around with the bald on top. Um a lot of a lot of face piercings and red hair. Usually wears a top hat. This guy is you just look at him and you go that I mean it's you see he's a walking billboard for I have mental illness. Like there's not any part of him that you think is like authentic, but he's Christian. So his whole thing now is like charismatic Christian. He does exorcisms on his Instagram. Like we came across him because of that, because there's videos of him like on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. Like the typical exorcism videos where it's somebody like grimacing and laying on the ground. And then a bunch of people standing over top of them, just, just doing like a, uh, a demon intervention, just screaming, get out, get out, get out. You get out in the name of Jesus, get out, get out. And then occasionally one girl pipes in and she's like, shama halamana, hamana, hamana, hamana. Yeah. And the person on the ground is just convulsing and faking a seizure essentially. Uh, I mean, they might really be having a seizure. Like I, I mean, have you guys never been present for a a demon exorcism in person? I haven't. No. Have you? uh, Yeah. Grew up in a Pentecostal church. I've seen several. I guess that's true. (laughs) Uh, but either way, there's just this feel based on his look. It's like it feels like or he, I don't I didn't necessarily know at the time what led him to be that person. Like, why is this full face clown tattooed weirdo like all of a sudden like popping up in the like the exorcism real world reels as an IG reels where it's like, what's the correlation between this? Like. Who is this guy? Whatever. So I've been fascinated with him. So I, I messaged him uh, on Instagram and he got back to me pretty quickly. He was like, I'd love to do it, uh, but I just have to get paid for my time being on the show. And I was like, oh, OK. Like, what are your rates? And he's like, you got to pay me. He said 200. He didn't get into details like 200 an hour, 200 flat, like. I didn't really know what the deal here was, but my response was just, Oh wow, that's wild. This is the first time anyone we've ever reached out to has asked for money to do a podcast interview. That's kind of just confirmed all my suspicions that you're really just a grifter. We'll pass. (laughs) Good job. Um, blocked uh immediately blocked after that (laughs) dude it's so good and like immediately when you were telling me this i I was i was (laughs) my mind immediately went to that scene in ace ventura 2 when he punches the little guy in the monocle and he's dancing around the room with him and then he flips him over and he's like do not pass go do not collect two hundred (laughs) dollars But yeah, this guy, yeah, it's like, amazing. So it, he has that vibe. So we've talked a good bit about Catherine Crick here. Um, Catherine Crick was like a failed actress who just started doing like street exorcisms. And all of a sudden everyone in fucking LA is demon possessed and comes to her for help. Uh, she's probably single-handedly knocked out 80% of the demon population there. Now, of course, we all know that when demons leave one person, they just find another, and that's what makes it a very lucrative gig. 
He's like the nearest person bent over in cotton pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's like a whole lane for this now. Yeah. It's it's what's fun about it is that it's like such a uh, a developed career path at this point for yes. someone who's like an ancillary Hollywood figure that just never quite got there. And realizing they, like, that like there's like Going on the, they put together the blue collar comedy tour of, of spirituality and just start like making videos in LA, but strictly for people in like Oklahoma to, to ooh and ah over. Right. And they, there's this other aspect of it too, which I think is funny. I'm trying to find what the title was to this specific. Oh, yeah. Um, it is uh, Richie the Barber. Sh- um, charisma guy no there's one that's just like hollywood hollywood insider exposes satanism in hollywood um and it's just like there's this there's this foe like because i failed out of a, the career path that i was chasing and that was in hollywood that i'm an insider and because i'm an insider i can expose it for what it really is and that's that's a big part of what this guy's doing too it's like yeah. oh, i'm an insider i i they, they didn't accept me in it simply because of who i am and my probably christ my love for christ and blah 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 yeah if if any of you uh i'm sure many of you listening have had a brush with this video that goes around it's like every two years it circulates and it's this guy who was like an elite stuntman in hollywood I was at the top of the industry. I was like getting ready to, to push my way into the inner circle. And then they approached me about demons and like, he's just some jerk off. Yeah. Like he's, he's just like- some guy who was a stunt man. And like, he references his time in Hollywood as like, he was undercover in like the elite circles. And it's even better if they're like, I wasn't, you know, I was at the time I didn't really think about it god much at all i i really was kind of like apathetic i was an atheist and then like you know these people approach me and they're like come to these rituals man come to these rituals and 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 take part and stuff and i just knew in my soul yeah it was wrong and so (laughs) i had to blow the whistle he's they're like you know i'm a stunt man and i'm like i'm an in hollywood insider i'm brushing shoulders with the biggest actors in hollywood and now i'm getting a little older and i'm moving a little more slowly and i fucked one of the producer's wives and all of a sudden <laughs> no one wants me anymore and i'm like there has to be something more to this and i realized it's because it had nothing to do with me not being good at my job anymore and fucking the wrong person's wife it's really yeah and that was when i was an atheist of course but now I realize it for what it is, and it's all demon worship and seances. And and Richie is not a guy that was a Hollywood insider. No, he is he was not, not on the inside of Hollywood. He is just a guy with face tattoos. Like he's that's been on the outside of Hollywood, isn't trying to get in his entire life. to get in on the outside yeah, of most gainful employment. It sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the real uh, Harry and Meghan of the tattooed hair care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> industry you know and yeah, well, okay let's let's just before anybody starts to feel like maybe we're going a little hard on old richie because uh calling him a freak making fun of his looks or anything let's just let me give you let me give you a little a little smattering of uh some of richie's podcast content here we go 
Once you're a child of God, he's not going to let his sheep go. Would you say that the transgender people are satanic? They're or... demonic beings. Oh my God, they're demonic beings is satanic. But it's they're demon... human. You don't think that they're, they're all children they're of God? They're they're living in sin. They're not children of God because if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're turning away from him. And so if the transgender person is transgender and they don't believe in God, they're going to go to hell. Um, it's not up to me to judge. It's, right. It's up to God. I can't, I can't condemn anybody. Right. I can't judge them. Okay. But all I know is this is it's demonic beings. They're, they're enter the bodies. They have demons within them. He, he talks like a high pitched Steve Brule. He does. Oh my God. April said the same thing when I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has, he has that Brule cadence. All right, so now it's official for everyone that you can hate on him uh, based on that take. Here's I now. I yeah, did, have we checked every box for you yeah. so that you can admit that you hate this man and and make fun of him? I did. I did previously mention that he's walking mental illness, so I know sometimes it's not funny to make fun of people with mental illness, but um, if when they're public figures and they say awful things like this, you can say whatever you want about them, and I think that's. <laughs> and, but I also, close. yeah yeah you're close i think the, that tracks because you don't like at least there's a history of trauma right like no one full tattoos their face to permanently look like a clown unless you're fucked up right or a super cool guy now he was very committed to becoming a clown because of his uncle it was it his uncle um oh, that sounds or like his grandfather Okay, so here's the story. And yeah. I, 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 so I've watched a lot of Richie the Barber content over the past few days, much to my detriment. You can. And uh, <laughs> so there's, there's two versions of it that I've heard. One was on America's Got Talent, which I think was like his initial, like, uh, yeah, look at me, look at me. Um, that was like, and six one was on the ago? note. Was that six or seven years ago on America's Got I Talent? I think this is like 2013 or something like that. Okay. It's way so back. That means the video I watched, which is the one you sent me, that it just got uploaded to YouTube and like, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's from a while ago. And then, so that the first one's from that. Second one is from the No Jumper podcast, which I don't really like very much. But uh, okay, so America's Got Talent. You know, they do the little like lead-in interview, and you can you can watch the clip of him on YouTube. Just search Richie the Barber, and. Uh, He's basically like they kind of set up this whole thing where they're like, Simon Cowell's afraid of clowns. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's so and funny. Dude, they do. Here it comes the so clown. Funny. Oh, they. Yeah, it's it's the best. He just sits there with but, his arms crossed, like shrugged, like, well, hey, everyone. Uh, just so you know, Simon's a little bit afraid. Of, and Simon just like smiles and shrugs like this is a good thing to lean into because the zeitgeist yeah, and all. Richie comes out and he's like, I love you, Simon. And Howie Mandel's like, now, now wait a second. I don't know if that's going to be reciprocal love. Cause he, here's the thing. Simon's a little afraid of clowns and he goes, but I'm blue. Yeah. Howie Mandel's a judge on that. The bald and, guy. Yeah. What, yeah what, the, what you think he moved on to be like a scientist or something? He's a TV <laughs> no, host. I just didn't. I guess I um, thought Bobby's I, world was it for him. No, I guess I just didn't realize it was Howie Mandel uh, with the bald and stuff. Last time I saw him, he had a curly, uh, curly mullet kind of thing going on. He has like a successful podcast now, too. But well, uh, so anyways, they show a clip where they're telling Richie's backstory. And he's like, the, the guy's a moron. 
and he's talking to me. He's like, they, it, I mean, completely covered in tattoos, head to toe, goofy hair, eyebrow implants, all that stuff. And his his backstory when they talk to him, he's like, I remember my grandpa. He uh, took me to the circus of Barman Bailey, and I saw this clown. And he looked at me and he said, "Shh, don't be afraid." And I came over, I talking to him, and he said, "Hey, when you're sad, juggle. When you feel good." juggle and then i started like stealing my mom's my mom's makeup and paint my face and i was like i want to be a clown and my parents said no you can't be a clown and i was like oh but i want to be a clown so bad that's to, almost verbatim yeah almost and he wants to put on makeup and be a clown and basically alter his identity completely but can't understand uh can't wrap his mind around trans people not being demons <laughs> <laughs> I now i can't judge them but they they are full of demons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up like, uh, so of course he was on, you know, a podcast at Infowars wrote an article about he's on no jumper. Uh, the Infowars article has him talking about this definitely real Illuminati party. He went to in Los Angeles. Oh, oh yeah. Hollywood A-listers participated in cannibalism. Did you read about this? Casey? Yeah. I got a clip about they that. Tried oh, to great. eat his dick in front of him and uh, thought it was cannibalism. It's close. This it's one. close. This one upset me because I'm going to see Taylor Swift in like three weeks. We're going to uh, Kansas City to see her show. And and this is him talking about Taylor Swift. Can you tell us anything that you've seen her do that made you believe that she is part of a satanic cult? That she blood. is in fact, she did what now? She drank blood, bro. This is disturbing, She Richie. was there drinking blood, bro. She goes, I love drinking blood. And she's in this, like... <laughs> That's disturbing. pretty much, like, in hell. There's all this fire and stuff. She's all seductive in this seductive, like, you know, dress. Do you think she's attractive, Richie? <laughs> Dude, she's satanic, bro. But that's not... That's, you didn't answer she's the question. She's satanic, bro. Answer the question, Richie. I don't Richie. see her like that, bro. You don't. I don't live for that, dude. Who is the guy interviewing him? Oh, Just he's maybe more person. annoying than the yeah. other guy. Is he responding sarcastically like he's on the oh, same he's, page he's, as him? He's egging him on for sure. Well, I, like, I'm like, looking no at way. the Instagram oh, clip. Ducky. He's just – he's trying to get content. He's just like, what else is this guy going to say? Yeah, but, they're definitely in on it together. Okay. I, it feels like uh, he's reading from a script. Like that's – it sounds insane. Dude, every clip of the podcast that I've seen is is either him – just spouting off random like uh, semi church language about you know Satanism or whatever else, or it's just him talking about like quote all the chicks he's banged. In fact, he's got a book Wait, that he published. Richie is making these claims. Yes. Okay. So and he's, he's Richie's okay got a book called sex. Mike. Well, apparently not. This is oh, from before when he was living in sin, but oh, he does have a book called. It my crazy women about like all the crazy chicks that I've been with, man. And you guys want to like hear can the you, uh, honestly, no. Can you imagine the level of crazy you do have to be to want to fuck a guy who looks like that? Like that there, there's a segment of the population that would just no game required just out of the sheer, like curiosity out of just like that. I, why not? kind of like oh i'll just fuck this guy like there's like an interest in just like the, the otherworldly at that point you're just like ah okay i'll go for it like that is such you don't it feels like there's 
got to be plenty of people who just he walks into a place and, and anywhere he goes, there's one person who's just at that point in their life are like, you know what? Yeah, we're living, we're living, we're living an extreme day. that's it. Try it Some out. People. I'll yeah, he, he talks a lot about like how many how many hot chicks he's been with. He, he uses that. That's the kind of language he hot uses all the time. Like, like he, a youth he, pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a, a B-rate video game boss from like a crappy like N64 spawn game. But he talks like some sort of wannabe like Dan Bilzerian type moron. Yeah, yeah you, the first thing you said to me is look at this like spawn villain of a person. Uh, <laughs> and he does. He, that is, he looks like you would be a spawn villain. It's kind of unsettling how. Not like a main boss is. though. It's like he would be like he's like in the spawn version of the Foot Clan where they're just kind of like disposable uniform bad guys that you can just like punch once and they're dead. Honestly, if he was more athletic, uh, he could have probably crushed it in the WWE. Well, he's actually he uh, he's gotten way more chicks since he started working out. Now that he's got money. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's the here's the (laughs) he's got. Okay, here's the. Here's the description of his book called My Crazy Women, based on the incredible exploits of Richie the Barber. When says, was this published before he was a Christian, or is this to like lead people to Christ in some way? I think it was before he was a Christian. Uh, publication date, May 25th, 2017. I also like, okay, so that No Jumper podcast was like a year, year and a half ago that he was on there. And like, I didn't listen to the whole thing because that was these clips are from that you're so pulling? empty. No, no these are mostly from podcast. his podcast. Oh, okay. But he, uh, he doesn't really mention anything about God on that No Jumper podcast. So the, the description of the book is, you know what they say about guys with big shoes? Sometimes those guys are real clowns. Dive headfirst into the world of Richie the Barber, everyone's favorite tattooed clown, as we retell some of his wildest stories about love, life, and all-around craziness in Los Angeles. You've seen him wow audiences on America's Got Talent and Ripley's Believe It or Not, now see what happens when the cameras stop rolling and it's time to party. For a guy who can juggle swords while riding a unicycle and give you the best haircut of your life, Richie sure does enjoy a good adventure. Sexy aliens and traveling gypsy clowns with wacky secrets are just the tip of the iceberg in my crazy women. Uh, is this a nonfiction book? His whole I, life is fiction, dude. His his person, but like, he's like a... a a Pinocchio story of a, of a unicycle being brought to life. But I'm genuinely confused. Like, is that supposed to be like a, you know, semi autobiographical, like cautionary tale story, or is he literally pitching that as like, this is my life up until this point. He's pitching. They do everything he says is like him bragging about like how crazy he is. Oh, how much he doesn't care. I mean, I believe how he fucked the girl's subdermal horns put in fucking green lizard tattoo faces shit like that you can tell that's the direction it's going in i love that oh, it's, yeah. like, he's wowed audiences on uh america's got talent and ripley's believe it or not and you named two things that are awful that are that he didn't excel in i like <laughs> america's got talent he just got Sucked. like immediately x'd out like he didn't progress he he played the song uh what was it uh Every day I'm the every day I'm hustling. He did he changed it to every day I'm juggling, 
and just dropped fucking bowling pins and tripped over yeah, he, his unicycle. It was so he juggled for run. like he juggled for like five seconds and then he drops it and he just starts like walking around the stage, throwing some confetti and like doing like hip hop gestures. And he he's rapping, but it's like so off. Every like, day I'm juggling. Terrible. Like, oh, God. It's not like a part of his act. Like he built a persona around some talent that he has. Like this is all there is to it. He's yes. a guy with tattoos. When did he become stick? Like his tripping might have been intentional, but like it didn't look usually. Like it. Usually, when you have the tripping and the slapstick involved, like the tripping results in like a somersault where you do something interesting that someone fucking cares about. You don't just like trip and fall and then get a laugh and move on. Like it's not. It's like, it's a, it's like five notches below like a solo Three Stooges act, you know? Yeah. He uh, juggled for five seconds. He did his crappy rap, tripped over a unicycle, and then Howie Mandel said, Fuck, that sucks! <laughs> Holy shit, he sucks so bad! <laughs> and that was it. He did not go on to Hollywood. and uh, Even though he's an insider there. <laughs> yeah. So when did he when did he become a Christian? That's Dude, a great it's question. Hard to say. I think it's less than a year ago that the Christian okay. thing started. So radically I think, saved. I love that. That's a good testimony. <laughs> yeah. He immediately got saved and then like went on the rampage exposing Hollywood. And it's such an Illuminati easy grift too, because he phrase. has he has the like a the look to stand out. So when you start saying and saying things like that, that kind of commentary does garner more attention because you're saying awful things like that that's the world we live in right now you just if i could if i decided to like start ranting on twitter with a bunch of awful or even typical like I, with daily wire kind of takes right if i started doing that it would get quote tweeted as how i'm awful and i'd probably have thirty thousand followers by the end of the month uh just the more I would say awful things. So uh, saying awful things and then looking like this guy is like, it's kind of an easy move. We keep watching people be, make this grift financially viable. And when he's, it's like, so he's like in his America's got talent thing. He's like, you know, I started out being a barber cause I just tried to be normal. I wanted to be like everybody else, but my papa. And you're just like, and then he's like, oh, I'll just I want to be a clown. I want to make people smile and I want to be a clown so bad. I'm going to transition to be a real clown. He's like, I was in clown closet and I came out clown closet and got a bunch of tattoos and turned. I was going to be a clown for the rest of my life. It's like really like an unsettling story to listen to. And he's saying it like it's also weird because, you know, he makes this video ahead of time where he starts. Um, They're like, when did you first become a clown? And it's like. Of this video of him starts playing and it's like him gazing off into the distance like reflecting <laughs> on his life and it's like so he does all of this like i think he oh again this is why there's got to be some like mental illness tied into this because you can't go that hard in the paint like <laughs> unless like why why are you doing that like someone didn't love you enough as a child which is obviously sad. or too but, much yeah or too much <laughs> or too much um so now he's like fully tattooed his face he's committing to the clown thing and he's uh a, it's a rude awakening to find out that despite all those tattoos and all that year all those years committed to clowning you suck at it you're terrible 
And now you either have to live in a homeless shelter for the rest of your life or find a grift. Yeah. Dude hasn't had a hit since Twisted Metal 2. Yeah. <laughs> Some fucking doink the clown shit from uh, what was the Super, was like a Super Nintendo wrestling. He was a wrestler, right? Doink the clown? I yeah, no I idea. think so. Yeah. Dude, Homie the Clown's where it's at. Did you ever watch Homie the Clown on no. uh, Oh, Living uh, Color? It's like it is kind of like the clown from uh, Airbud with all just with a full like face tattoo. Uh, another fun thing about the clown from Airbud is I'll never forget when my family and I started when we I lived on Cape Cod. I that's where I'd seen Airbud. Um, we moved to Central Massachusetts. I start going. We start going to this this the church that I was part of until I left home and. I'll never not think about how when we started going there, my first thought was, oh, my God, the pastor looks like the clown from Airbud." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, regardless of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, it clearly had an impact on your life. Exactly. It set the stage for my um, my future church experience and allowing the Lord to come into my life in a real way. Dude, so... I think when you start looking at like some of the, so the no jumper podcast that he did, it's so boring. I mean, like there's the guy has nothing to say. His like his, his persona is all that's there. He's kind of like this flimsy character. He's Ripley's believe it or not. Like he is Ripley's believe it or not embodied. And there's just nothing going on behind that. And like his whole life seems to be dedicated at that point to just like these occasional brushes with celebrity. Like one of these celebrities was just going to like reach down and pull him up next to him and just like help him get established and make some sort of like, like fame career out of it. Like he talks about Steve-O in that interview and like, he says something about, he's like, yeah, you know, Steve-O mentored me through sobriety. And like, I remember he would come and he basically says like, I would cut Steve-O's hair because he's he works at some barbershop like right down Melrose or something, like right downtown in LA near Hollywood. And I don't know where anything's at there. So I'm I'm speculating. But uh he basically describes like cutting Steve-O's hair as like his his only real point of contact with him. He does say at one point he's like, Bro, yeah, I'm trying to get on Steve-O's podcast. I asked him about it, but he was like, you know, we're trying to get people here who are kind of well established (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what a good way to like turn that guy down and it's like you cut maybe you cut his hair once or twice but like steve-o gets steve-o's got crew cuts i steve-o probably cuts his own hair (laughs) no he's got longer hair now he's got longer hair now steve-o is doing a lot better oh well uh his podcast is kind of fun to listen to steve-o's got a great podcast Yeah, he's got a great podcast. I, uh, so he said that Steve-O was mentoring him through sobriety, so that was just when he cut his hair. He probably said some nice, like, generally encouraging things to him, and that was it? Yeah, read him a couple of bumper stickers. <laughs> he, honestly, he, <laughs> no, needs he, to, went. he needs to pick the right lane for real and really, you know, hitch his cart to the direction, like, to Mel Gibson. Uh, I could even see Mel Gibson casting him in Passion of the Christ, too, even. Oh, so, yeah, he could be a demon. Who's I, I was thinking Christ would be would be amazing to see him as Christ. <laughs> That's what he looks like when he comes back from the dead. That's why no one recognizes him. 
So, like, who's letting this guy go to their church and lay hands on people? Nobody. He's not allowed know, to dude. actually touch people without no, them away. No, Sam. He's... Sam, there are video clips on his Instagram I'm looking at right now of him doing that. Yeah. And they're just screaming in someone's face in a top hat. Yeah. And, like... That he has to use it, a hair clip to stick to his head. He glues it on. He must. This, this seems like a whole like lane in L.A. It's like, remember the tiny hat sketch on Tim and Eric? <laughs> you can wear it under your regular hat. It's your <laughs> secret. That's, that's where he orders his top hats from. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, he basically went from, like, uh, fame-hungry sideshow actor to, like, now he's basically, like, Harley Quinn's uncle explaining to you like how the jews injected nanobots during your root canal or yeah you know, that's about right the engineering traffic jams to destroy the nuclear family or something so he didn't like actually that. touch those kids yeah <laughs> they he they served uh sushi on his naked body at like a bilderberg meeting yeah, how far down do those tattoos <laughs> go what is uh, oh, I'm sure. whole body you think i wonder at what point like because there's nothing going on and i mean he's not a creative guy it doesn't seem like so like at what point did he just start like bringing in like hotel art from the hampton inn and being like yeah make one leg this <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a full like carousel tattoo that just circles his waist He's got like that gen- like that like generic uh, home goods picture of like fruit in a basket. <laughs> That's his whole back piece. <laughs> the the comments on this Instagram video of them praying over this woman who definitely has a demon. Uh, it's funny because the comments run the gamut from people being like, "Hey, man, it seems kind of weird. How do priests in other countries practice and learn about exorcism for years and years and never get to experience this in real life? And you're just running into possessed people left and right." And then right below that's a comment from someone being like, it's so sad to see so many people who claim to be Christians denying this is real. Oh, yeah. dude, the comments are the craziest part of his whole yeah. thing. Possibly they're they're way more interesting than him. Yeah. Like I, I was like shocked at how wild some of the comments get on these things. And like these people are so ready to believe that everyone's like a demonic pedophile. Like they, they just they love it. The minute it, like, I couldn't get the audio. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, Well, that's here's, why there's one of such clip. Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God, Richie. Yeah, man. Keanu Reeves. Satanic, bro. So what you're telling me that we get, how do you know that Keanu Reeves? Saw him, bro. You saw him? Yeah, man. You saw Keanu yeah. Reeves? Mm-hmm. Where did you see him? The elite Hollywood parties. You saw him at an elite Hollywood party? <laughs> yeah. What was he doing, Richie? Can't tell you. Was he doing anything bad? I can't tell you. What were the people doing around him? There's rituals that they do, and they perform rituals with fire, pentagrams. There's rituals of, like, like blood work, cutting. They want you to cut and, and sacrifice yourself. So they're cutting other people or themselves? Yeah, everything. They're having pentagrams, upside down crosses. They're wearing, they're wearing all this, like, Satan's my daddy. They wear, like, Lucifer stuff, like lambs. and It's all sacrifices. Satan's my daddy for Father's Day. It's, it's my daddy. Wow. I I love the guy. Oh my god, Richie. Richie. Oh my god, Richie. Tell me No, Richie. Richie. Can't tell you, bro. Can't tell you. Here's a great uh here's a great comment. 
on that same video. The real demons are those preying on the weak minded to gain something out of it, whether it's money or attention, including views and likes. And then he does the hang loose hand. Love the tats, by the way. You'd be a dope long-term character on The Walking Dead. Just throwing that out there. So the guy's like, you're a grifter and a, and a demon. You're the real demon because you're trying to gain views and likes out of this. Also, I love your tattoos and you'd be a great character on The Walking Dead. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do with this? It's such a grift. And, and that look, it's honestly the right move for him. Like taking that, his look mixed with that charismatic Christian Lane is... um a really good way to kind of like rise to the top of what's going on there. And if he's very quick to be like, yeah, man, totally happy to do the podcast. I just need to be paid for my time. If we can, none of the, none of the guests we've had on have asked to be paid for their time because that's not how podcasting works. And if they don't want to do it, you just don't do it. Like no one's, no one, no one's getting paid to do podcasts. That's not how this medium works. And I, for him to for him to say that so like so nonchalantly it's like he's like yeah i'd love to cast this demon out but you know that's going to cost 25 bucks like you know he's doing this in every corner of his life if he's taking the one medium that no one ever pays for anyone to be on and trying to turn that into a profit for 200 bucks like i would love to know how many podcasts have paid this asshole 200 bucks to be on their podcast but oh man he kind of just does his own thing on YouTube and you like in, in the video is important for this um, because what he's saying, it, it would really, I think what's n- notable is what he's saying and doing really would fly under the radar. If he didn't look the way oh, he, he just, did. he'd just be so other crappy. Like I used to be a bad dude and now I'm a good dude pastor thing. Like, like there's so many, yeah. like every... I can't tell you, Oh, what did Keanu Reeves do? Can't tell you, bro. What did, Oh, come on. I can't tell you, bro. It's like, that's like the, I know something you don't know. And then like to I, pay I, me. Yeah. Pay me for the information. See, I just, it really, I, think, I think it's like later in that same video clip. He's like, he's like, guys, you need to subscribe to the Patreon. I'm going to re- release all the names on my Patreon. Yeah, there it is. It's just people like fighting in the comments about the fact that he wants money. Like this one, he's talking about how he's going to like, uh, I didn't get the audio for this one, but he's basically talking about how like he's getting death threats all the time. And like, they're threatening to kill him. And like, I've had guys say they're going to put an AK 47 in my face. And they're going to be like, what do you believe in, bro? You think God's on your side? And I'll be like, yeah, God's on my side, bro. He's like, I'm going to release the names. I'm going to go go on our Patreon, subscribe to our Patreon. I'm going to release the names. And then if the comments are just like, like this guy says, release those demons names. We're praying for you, brother. Then a guy says, the demon is him. You are the actual demon. Just sign up to my Patreon. The demon can be any place. Maybe not him because demon s come and go and stay. We are made in the image of God, not in a image of a clown emoji. Yes, I have my demons too. This guy says, <laughs> he has mentioned Corey Feldman, Seth Green, and Burt Kreischer before. <laughs> All right, maybe this guy's on to something. Burt The secret Ill- Ill- Illuminati parties that Corey Feldman, Seth Green, and Bert Kreischer or all that. Sure. Oh my god. The most ancillary famous people. I it's just dude, the whole thing's insane. It does though. It's like you're saying, it just completely plays into the like, like I was a bad boy. 
And then here's me bragging about all the bad things I did before God saved me. And I have more credibility for my story because, you know, I look weird and I was naughty in a past life and stuff. He's like an eighth grade boy who's like, or seventh grade boy that's like trying to brag to his friends that he's done sex things, but doesn't, hasn't, and just doesn't know how to communicate it right. And he's like, yeah, me, oh, me and, me and em, Emily, we rubbed our butts together. And everyone's like, oh my God, you guys, no, tell us more. I can't tell you anymore, guys. But We were kissing so long. We kissed like all <laughs> forever. It was a long, it was a long kiss. I like my mouth got dry. But, I mean, it, it was like tongue. We used tongue. And then it just like rolls, it, like, cause everything's political now. It just rolls right into the political stuff. Like for dude, sure. This one's government is trying really hard to get everybody to live in sin they are demonic they are satanism they believe in, in satanic things it's a it's illuminati that all of it the all-seeing eye they believe in satan they worship satan so they want to destroy everybody the enemy wants to destroy everybody they want us to to have orgies and, and sex parties and it's okay to do this and okay that live in sin live in sin didn't he do all that already it's also uh, he's just like in government. Government wants you to. It's like government. I like that he didn't pick a side. I I respect. He's, he's super uncreative though. He's just like the, in the demons, bro. The demons and the bad, the bad stuff, man. Like he, this is his grift, and he hasn't put more work into it than that. No, and he, it, dude. It, there's it, nothing. So haphazard. I'm telling you, there's no. It's like the government wants us to live in sin, and the demons, and like it's all Illuminati. It's like he's just saying. Like it's a word salad. It's like watching Kamala Harris give a speech about uh, <laughs> yeah. demons and the Illuminati. <laughs> Thank you for being here today in this present moment. And we all are here together in one place and in many <laughs> at the same time, presently here together. <laughs> Dude, every time Kamala gets an air, like a microphone, there's got to be like a whole bunch of like, uh, white house aides that are like oh god <laughs> did oh, somebody yeah. make notes <laughs> it's hard to know Dude. if she just like doesn't believe in teleprompters or like what i don't know what's happening like, it doesn't make i don't know if she like walks in confidently thinking she can do it rogue but like teleprompters she's clearly not reading one or if she is she all of her speech writers need to be fired I and think they're sabotaging her I think once you've been for a politician for long enough, you just have the ability to like disassociate, like just open your mouth and start speaking speech words. Like you just have bits you can run through, but it's, she just hasn't been one long enough. Maybe. I don't know. It's the equivalent <laughs> of being in speech one Oh one in college. Like, like that's, that's what you're, you're giving a speech to the nation and the, the way it comes together is the equivalent of someone who's giving their first speech at speech one Oh one. Yeah. My grandmother, she used to say a saying. Did you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? Did it's you like, catch that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a particularly I feel bad like one. it was like a, a good clip of um <laughs> of Hunter from Boy Meets World trying to bullshit his way through like a book report and he's just saying shit. Maybe it's Corey, I forget, but I feel like there's a Boy Meets World episode where they're trying to bullshit their way through a book report and it's just talking in circles like that. And that's pretty much where we're at right now. I mean, with everyone, apparently, who has uh, any degree of 
political power. I'm just running in circles. But that's a whole nother topic. We need to get back to Richie the Barber from Demon Street or whatever. Yeah, great clips Pennywise. (laughs) (laughs) Bozo. More like Exposo. (laughs) Do you have any other good clips of him? Uh, No, that was... It's it's all it's all the same after that. That's pretty much it. It's Instagram just a lot of that, and then just a yeah. bunch of like really made up sounding sex stories. And oh, like are you saying it sounds made up for a guy to be like, "Yo, bro, I was at the Illuminati parties, and Keanu Reeves, demon man, a demon. What was he doing? He's demon stuff, man. Like Illuminati, like bad, like really bad stuff. Like specifically, Richie." What you know? What was he, oh man? Like terrible, like horrible, demonic, like evil, just bad stuff, Drink man. Blood. It's like blood. Yeah, should Drink. they do blood? They yeah. <laughs> Bloodshots. Uh, Bloodshots. They uh. Not to like send more people to this guy's Instagram, but if you go there, you can watch him baptize people in what looks like a hotel pool. So that's pretty oh, cool. I'm sure the families that rented that Perfect. hotel were very pleased to find out that that's what was going on when after finally giving into their children begging to go swimming for several hours (laughs) yeah i want him to lead communion but like instead of wine and crackers it's like blue slurpee and funnel cake (laughs) it's just like the wine you take comes from one of those like roses that he squirts it into your mouth (laughs) (laughs) taking the sacrament just right in the face so yeah this guy sucks my only hesitation in like doing this at all is just like there's st- there's a party that's you're watching these clips and you're like this is so insane and ridiculous and like so poorly done like is this all a joke that yeah. i'm just like like is this is is this all being done ironically is this like a a, a cognizant grift you know where he's just like squeezing money out of a out of a dumb fan base but like even if that was the case, like he says pretty awful things about a lot of different kinds of people. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's the conversation that comes up every time you talk about these people saying these like wildly outlandish things with these weird premises or um, or like they're um, it, it feels like they have a an act or like a like that thing they do to set themselves apart from someone else doing something similarly is like, like, do they actually believe what they're saying? Are they so far gone that they just like, they think they think they believe it. They just find themselves into whatever they need to. And they don't really have mm-hmm. an identity all on their own. I don't know. Cause when we look at like, you know, you look at like these mega pastors who have these fall from graces and you're like, do you like, do you believe the things you're saying to live those, that double life? But, I don't know. I think everyone has that capacity. I'm not, this isn't like a, uh, I mean, I'm not making any excuses for Richie the barber, but I think, I think most people have the capacity to live a double life uh, to a degree. And yeah, you just, I just don't think there's like any, like watch, if you watch any amount of his clips, I just feel like there's nothing in there with enough substance for you to be like, no. I think this is actually like maybe a guy who's aware of himself and what he's doing. Like there's none of that. Like he's not a smart man. He's not smart. Probably just like rotted his brain out over the years with fun dip or something. I don't think there's any self-awareness. I don't think there's any, like there's no drive to be someone other than 
quote unquote be someone like he doesn't yeah he's not working towards something there's like it's a life full of tricks and gimmicks you don't tattoo your entire face and go that deep into the clown route unless you're hoping like you're relying on gimmicks to make you successful. You're, you're really making on the, on the clown thing working out. Yes. <laughs> just, Boy, I sure hope clowns don't suck and everybody hates them. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's, it seems just strange to think that like, yeah, I, I don't think he could really believe in anything. I think it's just like, I want to do, he wants to be famous. He's, he's like, he's like that, 16 year old kid that just like wants to be famous for famous sake. He's like my first grade students that already want to be YouTubers. He's, and they don't, and you go, Oh, what do you like? And they're like, I just want to YouTube. I just want to, I just want to be, they just want a camera on them and they want to say shit and they want that to fund their entire life. And he's that person. I think it's like the vapid pursuits of a, a bland, uncreative, superficial doofus. Yeah. Yeah, and he just took it to a whole. He's the take it too far guy, and he just <laughs> he found himself that. in the completely wrong lane. Like he could have taken it too far with like. I love that the take it too far guy never invests that energy into actually being good at something. They just invest it into standing out. Like because being a wrestler dress. would require a lot of talent, like and really right. hard physical work. Although, I mean it's not easy to like get your eyelids tattooed. Like he's definitely been through some pain to get to the point where he's at, but it's just, it's not, it wasn't the right Long type of pain. Of pain. Oh, yeah. he claims that he got PTSD from getting his tongue split. Well, wow. he's like, I'll wake up in sweats, bro. I wake up like having nightmares thinking I'm like still in there. So many people have had their tongues. Must, split. <laughs> must be hard. It must be really hard. Can we just agree that clowns suck in general? Of course. No, they I hate clowns. They're not good. I don't I mean like are you talking about just like clowns in general? Like like real clowns that actually come to birthday parties clowns or just the whole idea of clowns in society? Whole like just idea. clowns in general. I would I would okay. Controversial. We've moved past statement. the Great Depression. We don't need them anymore. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good take. I'm gonna go on record here and say that I think juggalos are the coolest clowns. I'll That's a take. That. That's I'll a take. It. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to come around <laughs> immediately. I don't know all clowns, but like they're definitely some of the least annoying clowns for sure. It's like the worst kind of clown is like that hobo clown, which is what a lot of clowns are reminiscent of. But that was the thing. It was like the hobo clown for a while. Uh, like the stubble. The, I don't know. Uh, oh, God, wait. They might not be the coolest guy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my vote. I'm gonna say Juggalos are the second coolest clown. Rodeo clowns are the coolest clowns. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're that because that's an actual Shout job. They serve a purpose. Like they're not afraid to look dumb while doing something incredibly masculine. Like, yeah, that gets some respect. Rocked by a bull. Did you guys watch Baskets? No. Mm-mm. Oh my god! For someone who loves rodeo clowns as much as you, Casey, it's all about that. Zach Zach Gal wow well, can't say his name Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis is a rodeo clown. He plays has also plays his twin brother, and uh, it is a phenomenal show. And it's uh it's over it's over now. But uh, if you like rodeo clowns, you should uh, and um Louis uh, Life with Louis what's his name? Louis uh, what's the Louis Anderson Anderson 
Louis Anderson plays Zach Galifianakis's mom in it. And it's never assumed like they don't play it as a joke. He takes it like as, as a serious role and it's inadvertently hilarious, but you never laugh at it. You just kind of, after a season, you just accept it for what it is. It's a bizarre take. Uh, and it's a phenomenal show. So if we're ending on the concept of rodeo clowns, you have to watch Baskets. It's a phenomenal show. <laughs> I'm content to put down <laughs> the uh, to put down the mic there. Perfect. So Richie the Barber, uh, three way thumbs down here. That's six thumbs all pointed downward. He sucks balls. <laughs> he sucks. He's a grifter through and through. And that will not last. You can tell the grift is real when like I message people constantly. I don't always hear back. I heard back within five minutes from this guy asking for money. So (laughs) (laughs) the grift is strong with this one. This is cotton candy budget is on the fritz. His (laughs) price has probably gone up after he listens to this. He needs a new unicycle. Oh yeah, I hope this makes it back to him, and then he just roasts us on his podcast. That would be, that would awesome. be like the best. That'd be the best, best well, possible outcome. I can't tag him in an Instagram post about it because uh, I'm blocked. So maybe everyone else can do us a favor and uh, share it. And yeah, you just tell him go over and leave comments on his latest post, just saying the growing up Christian army sends its regards or whatever. I don't know how the kids do it these days. Whatever the cringy thing is that people say. That's how cringe. Like, grown up Christian crash. fam. Oh boy! Like hate that. <laughs> Do we? We don't have a shorthand Especially name. Like, yeah, is there a shorthand name like the Guck? I feel like Guck something. Yeah, that can be. Yeah, the that can be mispronounced ones. poorly. Yeah, way too easily though. Yeah, yeah. We we had that discussion early on. Where we were like, well, that can't be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's starting to feel like you're playing at a scene in the movie Gran Torino pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. So, what about Goosey? Goosey. No, getting goosed isn't that when someone takes their fingers and pokes you in the butthole? Is that what that is? I, I, I don't know. Pinched your cheek. But... I was I was homeschooled, so I don't we're know. moving it. Okay, we were closing this out, and now we're here. We should. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you should join up. It's fun. Join up. We can make fun of uh, grifters there. And if you come across some weirdos, we would love to see them and experience their videos. So send them our way. None of this like, oh, I shouldn't share them because it'd be sharing their platform. No, share it. We want to see them. Yeah. We would absolutely love to uh, to laugh at them. So yeah. <laughs> send them our way. And if you like the show, leave us a review wherever you listen to it. We would really appreciate that. And, oh, uh, plug for our buddy, uh, Spencer. So Spencer, um, comedian friend. Spencer Bland. Spencer Bland that was on the show. Uh, He's been on a couple of times. He was on the show a few weeks ago. But his comedy album, his first ever comedy album, is available for pre-sale right now. You can do that through uh, iTunes. And it's it's only like 10 bucks and it would mean the world to him and to us. If you'd go check it out and maybe pre-order it. He's a good dude. Good young man. Good clean cut young man. He's got a good head on his shoulder. You know what? A lot of these people are, a lot of these kids now, they got no respect. And that's what I like about and that's Spencer the problem with kids these days, but Spencer's not like this. Yeah. 
what Spencer's the type of young man that like if he was delivering your Amazon uh, package and you had a flag that had fallen off of your door sill and was on the ground, Spencer would burn it in your front yard. <laughs> Respectfully. Give it a salute. So do all those things and uh, come listen to us next week. New episode every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.